Hey, this is Ro. This is Joe. Welcome back to the Ro and Joe Show. This is the pilot episode of Ro Speaks, where I will address unhealthy thought patterns by giving insights related to Joe's personal challenges. Sounds so interesting. Basically, I was thinking like, I can't be alone with these questions. There has to be other people out there with these same like questions when it comes to positive thinking, affirming, manifesting, um, all the self-help stuff. I hate to say it, but you know, shadow works, a new word, uh, just, you know, creating the life that you want for yourself. You know, I get it, affirmations and stuff, but there's so many questions and there's so I have regarding to all the videos that I watch and all the TED Talks and all the stuff, the books and everything, but no one really breaks it down or gives you like steps on how to. So I mm-hmm. thought maybe some of these questions would help. Um, okay. And maybe you, the, because it's all <laughs> mental health, right? Yeah, it, I mean, yes, it is. It is all mental health. And you and I have had many conversations about mindset and how to stay consistent in positive thinking. So it's definitely just as imperative to exercise your mental muscle being disciplined as it is your physical muscles. Right. And then some people, hey, some of these people even say if you if you can master your mind and your thoughts, how you might be actually able to physically transform your booty without working out. <laughs> hey, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I I believe that. I remember a long time ago I had a conversation with my girlfriend and I was like, I'm gonna you can think yourself thin and she laughed so hard. But truly, it is about your mindset. And, you know, I'm, I'm never going to call anybody ignorant. But when you don't know, you just don't know. If that's not how you've been brought up, that's not what your belief system is. And I believe in working, in, working within police, people's belief systems, then, then it's really like you're ignorant to it. Right. Yeah. Right. And the more you know. But tell, me, tell them why we should uh, or I should even listen to you. so um if you guys have followed us at all you know that i already have a master's degree in mental health and wellness and i am currently in graduate school again pursuing another master's degree to become a licensed professional counselor my insights come from a place of academic knowledge you know, and being as old as I am on the planet <laughs> and personal knowledge, wisdom and understanding. Right. There you go. Which is yeah. basically a segue into my my main question that I always go back to in my mind. You know, they say, well, you corrected me. I thought it was five, but it's the age of seven is when you're basically, I look at it as like a door to your subconscious has now shut and sealed right? Don't. Right, right. No more mm-hmm. chances to get in per se. So that's where I always get, that's where I always get tripped up when they say your childhood created the subconscious thoughts that make you have your conscious, that influence a lot of your conscious thoughts today, right? Mm-hmm. So let's, we can start off this perfect 
Perfect fucking segue because let's start <laughs> off there. Excuse me, I okay. still curse y'all. No hey, matter how so positive Natalie Joe is going to be, <laughs> Natalie Joe will always curse you. So that's just who I am. So I've accepted that. And I hope y'all can accept that, that too. Accepted that. Yes. Anyway. So what's your question? <laughs> the question is how do you go back to your childhood? subconscious if you like these things that created maybe negative thought patterns mm -hmm. if you don't remember what it is mm -hmm. like you know i can remember like in after seven i know i wasn't seven i was a little older than seven i struggled a lot with my um you know my father giving me self-esteem and self-confidence issues about body image my weight Mm -hmm. which also happened in school and i i know in kindergarten I, you're how old five six i mean i was you know a little bit teased maybe but in school not even it was until i was after seven so what happened before seven it has to be more than just body weight so if i if i'm hearing you correctly you're asking me if science states that by the age of seven you've developed you know all of your core beliefs or yes. attitudes who you're going to be and you carry that with you how do you navigate switching anything up that is not working for you in your life right now is that is that about right yes because they always so say go back and like forgive or um mm -hmm. you know talk to that person <clears throat> but if you don't know the original trigger if you don't know what exactly it is how do you address it so i guess uh, i'm gonna start with attachment theory and in attachment theory it basically states that how we relate and bond with others is based on our childhood experiences with our caretakers. And so as children, and there are childhood attachment styles and adult attachment styles. I won't go into that too deep because you know, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna say, this is how I'll address it. There's truth and there's fact. A fact, you can't, it's undisputed. So it's a fact that the sun rises and the sun sets. But a truth, there's kind of a gray area to the truth, because if I tell you that you're stupid, 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 and, and this is something that you hold inside of you, this becomes a belief, then it becomes your truth, because this is what you believe. When you decide, no, this isn't working for me, and you begin to switch that belief, then you are negating the truth, 40 fingers that you're stupid. So how do you do this? Uh, visit your healthcare professional. <laughs> but there is a tool called a genogram. Just, just given a basic tool. And for a genogram or with a genogram, you go back. So it's me and then my mom and dad and then each of their parents, my mom's mom and dad and my dad's mom and dad and you try to pinpoint the type of relationships that you saw within these dynamics. Because basically, um, 
there's intergenerational meaning from generation to generation, these cycles of negativity are passed down. So if your grandma and granddad fought all the time, you know, this is what your parents learned or your mom learned. And so she feels like she has to fight all the time because that's what was normalized for her. And then she passed that down to me. And I feel like I got to fight all the time because, again, it's an intergenerational thing and this is what was normalized. So I'm trying to answer the question. So first of all, I feel like you recognize these patterns and then there are three things or three attributes that you must exercise in order to be disciplined and exercise your mental muscle. And those attributes are accountability authenticity, and self-awareness. So by implementing accountability, so you, you, you know, as a child, are you responsible for any actions that were taken towards you? No, not as a child, but as an adult, you are. You're responsible for any actions that you take at this time towards someone in any given situation. Because you can be the victim or you can be the victor. You know, it's all about accountability, right? authenticity. So you're being real with yourself and you're being real with others. You're being genuine about what you're feeling, what you're thinking, you know, and how this is impacting you. And then self-awareness, like you're understanding your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviors. So when you're implementing these three things, it's just an exercise. You have, that to, you have to be self-aware before you can become authentic. Exactly. Exactly. But this is how you build that mental muscle. You become self-aware. And that is, and for some, that's a hard thing. You know, it's it's hard to to face, you know, whatever the trauma is, whatever the fear is. Oh, no, I don't believe this. Whatever your values are, your core values, you know, because if you've been getting along in life, for this long, whether good or bad, because life is just that. It's good and bad. It's yin and yang. You know, it's all about how you, how resilient are you? How do you face these traumas or what do you call them? Challenges. Yes, challenges. Thank you. So you use authenticity and accountability and self-awareness, and that allows you to course correct, for lack of a better term. But it's a practice. You know, why am I reacting to you because you said something that offended me. You know, am I offended by what you said or I am I offended because of the belief about what you said? How it made me am I right, am I internalizing that because did you mean it like you like I took it? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like projecting. It, it, a lot of us project. It makes a lot of sense because I think sometimes I always work I sometimes I think I'm very sense which I am sensitive. I am self-aware. I know. <laughs> and I am sensitive. And that's where I get a lot too, like with the shade and all this and that. But mm -hmm. technically, it doesn't matter. You, you're supposed to get to a point in life where it doesn't matter, right? What people right. say. Like you're not supposed to personalize what people say. Internalize, matter, right. What the relationship with that person is. Right. Never take it personal. But where it gets tricky is 
if you want that person in your life mm -hmm. and you try to express that hey that is hurtful mm -hmm. and they don't change i guess it's up to you then to remove them from your life it i guess there's no right or wrong answer there's no key to unlock that seventh seven year door it's just steps and repetitive behavior i assume right because you know again we're going back to fact versus truth so the scientist or who at whomever they say that by the age of seven however here we are in the age of more mental health awareness and self-love and self-care and self-compassion and using affirmations and manifestation all under the guise that if we do these things we are going to have a much better experience moving forward in life because we've we're changing those thought patterns that were not working for us in relationships you know intimate non-intimate co-workers but absolutely you know, and if you listen to people who are in their 70s and 80s, oh, what advice would you give? A, a lot of them say, you know, you just really, basically they say you don't give a fuck. And I mean, that's the truth, but you have to get there. You have to, and, and healing is not linear. You're gonna vacillate or go back and forth between, you know, oh my God, I want, it's like a diet. I want the fucking candy bar. You're going to crave you're going to crave that negative thought because that's your that is your default. That's your iOS setting. Why is that our default? <laughs> I, societal conditioning. And again, people, this is just my insight. This is not advice. This is just insight. But I mean, insight given from academic learning and just living. Um societal conditioning, you know, again those attachment styles and the beliefs that you begin to hold because of the relationships that that you formed when you were a child that you carry over into adulthood so basically the first step is self-awareness yes the first step is self-awareness like recognizing your triggers yes what hurts yes. your feelings? What yes. pisses you off? Why are yes. you still pissed? Mm -hmm. um, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want today? What do you want next week? What do you want mm -hmm. next year? Ooh, see, All that's, that's a big one. Involved in self awareness, correct? That is involved in self awareness to a degree. And, and, and here is where I interject my own beliefs in present moment and mindfulness thinking because sure you can set a goal but when you Let's stay present yes because when you fall into the trap of thinking about you know you you just okay so how am i going to get to a b c and d you know and then then those thoughts are what causes the emotion and that emotion is what causes a physiological response within your body so oh my god i don't have enough money for a b c and d i don't know how i'm gonna do this oh then you get anxious right you have a physiological response your heart rate your heart starts to race you know your stomach starts to hurt and then that then becomes another diagnosis 
right. or just a diagnosis of high blood pressure. You know, you have a stroke because you're thinking about the future when you haven't even decided what the hell you're going to have for dinner today. So stay in the now. So yeah, set your goals, but don't get get caught up in in that what you just said. <laughs> Self-awareness. You have to have like you have to have a goal though. Like you have to know where you're going because not knowing also creates anxiety. Not knowing does create anxiety. But then so that's be where comfortable with being uncertain, but there's things you don't have to necessarily be uncertain of. Like you know you want to be a therapist, right? Exactly. And you know exactly. what kind of therapist and what kind of therapy. Exactly. But you don't have to sit around and stress about it. You already know how you're going to get there. And that's by going to class every day, right? Right, right, so, right. I guess there is that fine line, like stay present, but also being self-aware is knowing how to stay present, but also being aware enough to know which one. Because you can't really say don't make goals or don't plan for No, no. That's Exactly. Absolutely. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying don't get, don't be self-aware because you can be anything to your own detriment. You can be too positive. This is detrimental. You know, being too self-aware is where you, and now you're spiraling because, oh my God, you know. Right, right. So everything in moderation, that's everything. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. Everything in moderation. You don't go too far to the left and too far to the right. I believe the answers are always in the gray area, always. Right. Um, so yeah, so definitely self awareness. Um, you were were you going to go into accountability and authenticity? <laughs> so where do you think? So self awareness is one because you can't really be accountable for nothing unless you recognize there's something to be fucking absolutely. For. And there's absolutely. so many people. Accountability lacks. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's so many people out here that just refuse to take accountability. Like it's a big problem. I really think it is. I see it all the time. And I guess, I mean, that's probably because there's so much lack of self-awareness and probably because so many people's look busy looking at everybody else on the computer. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I don't know. That's just Joe's like intake. But right. So I don't know, step two, authenticity or accountability. Um, I guess accountability, because you gotta do all that to actually get to be to the point where you can be yourself and be authentic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And these three things, in my opinion, you know, at least open the door to what what you feel will be better for you. You know, a better way of thinking, positive positive outcomes, you know, positive, whatever. And I just want to mention here, this is something that I've learned in the three years that I've been in this program. People, when you're visiting a counselor, if it's your first time, first of all, research shows that the therapeutic relationship is a key factor in successful client outcomes. So all all outcomes depend on if you're dealing with a mental health practitioner depends on the relationship that you have with that person and if you're anything like me we all have internal antennae you know your intuition you know within that first visit whether or not you vibe with this person 
I, I, because and I'm going off my own experience. I visited a therapist and I knew within that first 50 minutes, I gave her my $85 and I feel like that needs to change, but that's on down the road. I feel like the first visit to a therapist should be free. So the client can figure out, hey, yo, I don't know if you're really working for me, Mr. Mrs. Mental Health Person. Right. But anyway, so you want to make sure that you click with this person. That's going to determine your outcome too. So I can give you the tools. I'm going to give you these things to help you to get to where you need to go. Another thing, therapists are not supposed to give advice because the advice that I give you as a therapist may not truly work for you. Every You as the client are the expert of your life. So I'm going to give you tools to help facilitate and guide you to that place that you want to be ultimately. I'm not giving you advice. I'm not saying, girl, you need to lead at such and such and so-and-so. Girl, no, I'm not doing that. That is not my job. My job is to give you tools to correct your distorted thinking and help you improve your life that way. So yes, make sure you like your therapist. Therapists do not give advice. Very important. Now, where are we going? (laughs) What do you think the difference is between advice and tools? So well, advice. Would you say, like, would you giving these steps one, two, and three, self awareness, accountability, authenticity? Would you say they're tools or is that advice? Like these are attributes that you carry. It's a, it's just an insight. It is just my belief that if you implement these attributes, you are on your way to living a better life to having better outcomes to Can a you know this give you attributes as well I'm, that's a great question you know i guess it's it's all about what your perspective as the client so if, right now we're having a conversation this is the rowan joe show you and i are just talking and i'm telling you what i think this is i'm not giving you advice it's just an insight But if I were to say this to you as a client, which I couldn't because I love you and those type of relationships, you can never. You're always my therapist. You've been my therapist. (laughs) You can never counsel someone that you're close to. That's an ethical uh, breach. No, plus I like it when you say, girl, leave that motherfucker alone. Oh, uh, I have never ever said that to you because I will never say that to an individual. Well, no, you haven't really, but no, I don't say that directly because really it's up to you. Nobody really wants advice anyway. They just want you to listen. I do. I believe that. I like advice. You like advice? Yeah. I appreciate well, advice. Yeah. But I get so what I you're don't... saying. Yeah. You know, and I all about... think that's why therapists don't give advice. I think therapists today the stay that fine line more of a liability from a liability perspective versus they shouldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because listen, I'm not even a therapist. I'm a student and I got liability insurance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. I just think that. The answer for you, if I give you advice, everyone's situation is so different. There's so many nuances. So you can I, you and I can have what we consider a similar situation, but you being who you are and me being who I am, we're going to experience it different. And so that little 
new, those little nuances that make us individual and, and we have these individual experiences, my one advice, my, that thing, is it may not work for you. So I give you the tools. Hey, Joe, start journaling. You know, write this shit down. Go find a therapist. Just make sure that you connect with that therapist. Make sure you're vibing with them, you know. So you you say you want advice. I'm going to CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. That's one that everybody knows. You know, you you've always everybody's heard about CBT. That's an approach that gives you homework, you know. Oh, well, you're you're afraid to drive down 85 and you get anxious where you're afraid because you have this thought in your head that oh my god, I might get into an accident. So I'm going to give you some tools to help you change that thought process. That's cognitive behavioral therapy. Right. Giving you tools to help you. Yeah. Are we getting off topic here? Anyway. <laughs> well, no. I mean, cognitive therapy goes back to you have tools to change your thought process. Right. Well, affirmations and all of that is to change your thought process ultimately exactly. to, to accomplish anything you have to change your thought process you have to change the way you look at things absolutely right and so, there are a thousand different therapeutic approaches everyone you know in 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 the therapeutic approach that your counselor leans into is it's individualized to what they gravitate towards you know person centered for me is person-centered, integrative, and multicultural. And there are so many others, like I said, cognitive behavioral, so many other approaches, which tells me that there is not a perfect answer for any dilemma. If there are so many approaches, you know, there's not one right answer. It's all about, and that's why I believe in working within a person's belief system, because you know me, I am, I have so many religious biases. So if you are a person who believes in the Bible and you're a staunch Christian, you and I are not going to, I mean, I will counsel you, but I have my own biases. This is self-awareness. I recognize that you start talking about the Bible to me and I automatically zone the fuck out. Like I'm lost. (laughs) I'm thinking about the fly on the wall. (laughs) Right. So you want to go to a therapist who has those religious beliefs and you because you have these belief systems you hold these beliefs about christianity and your god and your devil and then that's that's the healing journey that you're gonna right. you're gonna so, progress in yeah. right 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 yeah and it, i mean yeah. christian based school i went to a liberal arts school and i mean i had i took an economics class and i had to intertwine a Christian worldview into some papers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how in the hell? Mm-hmm. This is hard enough. How the flip <laughs> am I going to intertwine a Christian worldview into a discussion about theory? But Listen. I, I passed that class by the skin of my teeth. And I had <laughs> to take it, it again. And I passed it again by the skin of my teeth and you asked me something about economics after taking two economic fucking classes i still really can't explain to you economics it's the hardest thing to me i can't wrap my head around it anyway let's get back to yeah basically we talked to all that to say all those different therapies i mean that's probably why there's so much mental health problems (laughs) in the world 
Right. Because there's no there's no quick fix and there's no one right answer. You know, you it, it's all it's all individualized, you know. And if you are going like a court ordered therapy, because there's court ordered therapy where you have to go anger management, you know, addiction, blah, blah, blah. You got to go because it's court ordered. Change if you're going to a therapist who you just really are not feeling, even if it's court ordered. If you're not feeling this person who's sitting in front of you trying to help you through whatever it is, it's a bust. And that's research. That's not just me. Oh, yeah. You got to want it. Like, you yeah, can you got, go to therapy, and that, that, you go to therapy all you want. You got to want it. That part. That's another you aspect. You got to know it. that like, it's possible. Right. But and even if you do want it, if the person, if you're a practitioner, if you don't click, it's, it's not. You know, yeah, I, I get it's like, I don't know how many people I'm not going back to therapy. I've heard I'm not going that they didn't do shit. You know, that's because you weren't in front of the right person. I you know, have, or I really like my therapy. I have one. I, don't really like it. <laughs> I mean, I only go because it's easy. I haven't changed, but it's the stupidest hour of my life. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, you ask me these questions all the time. Yeah, so dumb, well, but we'll go. Whatever are. I go, um, and when I'm not so lazy, maybe I'll look for another one. But yeah, you're my therapist. Well, and that's money out of your pocket. Like I said, that's a whole nother issue for me. I feel like you're. Well, for people who who don't have access, you know, because yeah. there's that too. Yeah, you know, you, the insurance coverage, the access, you know, socioeconomic status. God forbid you need therapy but but you can't go and then you do go and it's 85 dollars for your initial visit and that's on a sliding scale and you're in front of this person and you're like oh hell no you can't like i really feel like that initial visit should be free because then if you're in tune you can say no i i gotta find somebody else i gotta do hard enough to get a get a a first-time appointment how it took me like five months Right. <laughs> take a new patient. You know what I mean? Imagine if it was free. They really ain't taking new patients. Right. And we, that's a, yeah. And that's that's a another story, but. Yeah, rabbit hole. So, are we wrapping? Or did I, do you have anything else for me? Oh, always. But that'll be the. Always. Yes, maybe. But um, <laughs> we don't want to give them too much. We don't want right. to know how crazy Joe really is. Oh my God. And I'm right there with you just because I'm in school that, Hey, we all need to see a therapist. <laughs> so you're nuts too, bro. We're all. Fine. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but, but in the program, in this, pro- no, I am in the program. Like it's very heavily pushed that as a, a counselor in training that you get counseling, you have to, because otherwise you're not doing anyone any good because we all have shit. So we're going to wrap. And I am going to say we love you all and we miss you. If you like this pilot episode and you have any questions you'd like for me to answer on an episode, you can email me at rowspeaks12 at gmail.com. What was it again? Rowspeaks12, the number 12, at gmail.com. Okay. Row and Joe show. 
We're out. We look forward to hearing from y'all.